You're listening to. Welcome to Fresh Creatives, where we build stories from your ideas. And welcome back to another edition of Fresh Creatives, a podcast about building fresh new stories from scratch.、Um, you know, it comes in a nice little blue apron like container, and we open it up, assemble it. You know, if you use the promo code Fresh Creatives, oh no, that's not real. We're going to、no. confuse people. <laughs> I'm here with my co host, Jess Ju. What up, what up? Welcome. Our second co host, Tony, could not make it today because he's、um, lame. <laughs> and he has、uh, a real job. A prior commitment. We, we all have real jobs. We all have very important <laughs> real jobs, Jess. I don't know. What, the, what's、um, real, anyways, Marvin? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you and I were to just quit and do this full time, the entire apparatus of the Asian American entertainment community would collapse. Probably just because there'd be no one to pay like the taxes or <laughs> file the forms every year. How are you doing? I feel like we haven't talked to each other since、uh, before I got swept up in all this. I had a conference last month that I ran. Yeah, it was and, great.、Uh, Congratulations. Empower was very fun and very educational. Yeah.、Um, but we're not here to talk about the conference. We're here to talk about this podcast where we create amazing new stories. Amazing in quotation marks. They're great. I'm just saying, we should probably actually write some of our ideas out and get it made. I'm not a writer. you know. I'm, a, I'm really a story generator, but <laughs> I, I don't want to sit down and write it out. I've tried, it's、mm. terrible, which is why I give writer's notes. That's true. Instead of writing. We need to hire one of your writers. We、um, should. I don't have anything in my budget for that, but <laughs> if you would like to produce.、Mm. And find financial backing. I mean,、I'm、we kind of、it. have all the pieces, right? We have the production expertise. We have access to writers.、Uh, we just need the money. It all comes down to money. Can I dance for the money, Marvin? Can I dance for the money? I mean, many people dance for money. I'm not going to pay for the dance, though. Oh, so that's. That's not going to work. We're going to go,、right. gonna have to go look for outside investors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but for those of you joining us for the first time,、uh, this is Fresh Creatives. We take story ideas either generated from you, the listeners, or from random story prompt generators we find on the internet. And we、uh, use those to create、um, brand new story pitches. I guess you can call it a treatment of a story, a general outline. Yeah. The vaguest shade of an outline. <laughs> And we have a lot of fun while doing it. For Jess and I, this is probably our only creative outlet that we have. That I can publicly release. Yes, probably. <laughs> All right, what's our first、yeah. prompt, Marvin? Let's get started. For this week's episode, we are using the Story Shack Story Prompt Generator. This is a generator that we've used previously and have had pretty good experiences with. So,、uh, yeah,、uh, the first prompt is a fairy tale featuring a druid, a golf club, And the sentence, you shouldn't have heard that. Okay, fairy tale. So maybe it's set in a modern time. And we have our hero who comes across a enchanted golf club, which is really 
a like powerful wiz- druid staff in disguise, but it's had to disguise itself over the, the years. So the most commonsensical thing, there's a golf club built on what used to be the magical forest. So it's become a golf club. And uh-huh. he finds this golf club, or he or she finds this golf club, and then Do they get- all of a sudden a magical druid appears from the tree and it, it sets off an adventure. So does this um, golf club slash staff allow him to like pierce the veil and see into the magical world? Or does he does it transport him into a magical land? Like what type of I think it'd be funnier if it was maybe it allows gives him the ability to see all the magical happenings in the modern world that are secretly affecting the modern world, but be as as people have lost touch with that magic, we no longer see. Right. But then you find out all these little like these little things that bother you throughout your day as a regular person is really the magical doings of these invisible sprites oh. or goblins like you misplace a you trip and you're like what did you just oh like i tripped on the sidewalk for no reason <laughs> but you really just tripped on like a little like so this is like um like men in black yes but fairies yes um and and so it kind of opens this whole world and there's a big plot to overthrow Maybe, maybe maybe that's it's awake because when you awaken something that magical, it's, right. it's a shockwave, right? Yeah. And there's a there's an evil maybe a dragon force who's w- awoken up, <laughs> and they have to uh, go and save the day, save the world. So something that we should probably uh, flesh out is is this going to be a Western or Eastern style fairy world. We're we're Asian, so let's we can make it Eastern. We can set this in Shanghai and right. Okay, so we're going to be talking about like like fox maidens and like drag the good dragons and yeah, elemental dragons, right? Yes. Like Eastern philosophy. Yeah, no legs, just the phoenix. <laughs> you know, you know the back of the dim sum restaurant wall. Right. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to our next story prompt. It is a suspense story featuring a famous musician, a computer, and a sentence not for you. And a bonus for this one, your character is loved by everyone. All right, who is the most beloved musician of our time? Beyonce. Bruno Mars. BTS. BTS. <laughs> I know nothing about BTS. I don't even know their names, so I'm going to veto that creative decision. Let's just say he Jay makes Chow. so much money. Is he beloved? Beloved by you. You've gone to every one of his Vegas concerts. I'm a little... I know this for a fact. I know, but I'm a little <laughs> hurt from his last one. It was not great. Is it because he's getting older? I, or did he just phone it in? I think he phoned it in a bit. It, mm. it did not make too much sense and i paid a lot i paid a lot for these tickets i couldn't even get floor tickets because they were sold out and so it's a soft it's it's an open wound for me still so let's okay so a jay child like musician starts losing his passion and phones in <laughs> a concert in vegas wow disappointing this is just the just you story it's totally now. disappointing yeah. a diehard lifelong fan uh-huh and uh, where's the suspense? Does the lifelong fan decide to go, like, take him hostage, like misery, and force him to be good at music again? That is so dark. But okay, let's. <laughs> I'm gonna yes and this, sure. Okay. And it's a so. S- if this was you, what would you do next? Since this is this is autobiographical, this is so now. incriminating. I'm gonna be arrested <laughs> as soon as this podcast airs. Well, you're not really gonna kidnap Jay Chow. But watch, something's gonna happen. He's gonna disappear. It's like you're our main suspect in this disappearance. <laughs> 
He has a wife and kids. All right, so maybe not Jay Chow, maybe like Che Jiao. <laughs> okay, so um, she snaps. Something snaps in her, and she uh, this fictional protagonist. <laughs> So fictional. Just, we can't switch to the letters because it's just the same name. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration of Bess Boo. <laughs> Her name is Bess Boo. Bess Boo. So Bess goes and suspense. What makes something suspenseful? Like a thriller? or Yeah, like there's tension, right? Yeah. So like, he would be the main character and you would see how he deals with this crazy woman basically stalking him mm. a la misery yeah so she like pops up she's like the ring girl she got like hair in front of her face <laughs> and you think he's safe but then you find out he gets into an elevator and then you realize the cleaning lady is actually best in disguise and she like kidnaps him yeah very yeah. killing eve-esque right kind of like every time you turn around you oh there she is <laughs> How kind does she- of, yeah it would be like um yeah or i don't know I feel like we could probably gender swap this too, maybe. Sure. Um, to like, because I feel dude? like I feel like the a dude the, stalking a woman. Yeah, kind of yeah. like that that uh, that Netflix series. Uh, what's it called again? You. Yes, the one that was on was it on Lifetime? It was on Lifetime, and nobody watched it, and then it dropped on Netflix, and everybody was obsessed about it. <laughs> yeah, kind of like flipping the script, right? Because usually. It is like misery, where it's like a the woman is obsessed. It, an obsessed woman, so it's yeah. an obsessed dude. That's really creepy. That yeah. becomes a stalker movie. So kind of like a um, like a Beyonce or um, who's like um, who's someone that people Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes, like a pop, like a yes. pop, and then the soundtrack could be very poppy. It could be a suspense musical. Yeah, with super poppy Carly Rae Jepsen music. Esque music? Yeah. Yes, I would watch this so much. I have tickets to three of her shows right now. <laughs> right, so like the scene of like the dude stalking her in the, the back set alley to, set to like, I really, 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 really <laughs> exact. Do you have the license for that? But yes, like, that'd be so creepy. Yeah. I love it. It's very mm. American Psycho-y, like the Huey Lewis and the News right. while he's murdering everybody. And so this story becomes like a story about like male obsession, ownership. Toxic masculinity, about, yes. incel, neckbeards, <laughs> and the role of women as sexual objects in our entertainment media landscape. Yeah. Into it. Yes. yes. And that's way better than the original. Yeah. That's been done before. Che Jiao story. Che Jiao <laughs> and Best Boo. All right. Uh, let's do one more before we decide on which one we want to do. Our last story prompt is going to be a romance. Yes. The character is a superhero. Yes. Uh, there is a very old sofa involved. We all have one of those. Uh, the sentence to be used is, is anyone there? Is anyone there? And a bonus on this prompt is, your character has just met the love of his or her life. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah. All right. So maybe someone accidentally stumbles upon the hero's lair or <laughs> are we doing romantic comedy or romantic drama because drama i'm think i'm getting what's that will smith movie the one oh, that no one liked hancock? i liked hancock <laughs> hancock was good so hancock that, was pretty fun that's what i'm thinking about when you tell me about romantic <laughs> superhero movie or you, was, oh we can have the fun one like was Lois that a romance and, though I guess it was. I mean, the romance was at the root of the That's true. story. So, comedy or drama? 
I feel like drama would be more interesting. We've seen this as a comedy before, too. Have we? I feel like every superhero movie has... That, but okay, all the superhero movies are true. dramas. So this is a superhero movie where the romance is the main driving force and not like a tacked on subplot. Yes. Right? So it's a rom-com. Okay. A rom-drom. So is it just one superhero or is it two superheroes falling in love? What, what would be more interesting? Maybe they don't know that the each other of them person is, is a superhero. superhero. That would be really funny. And they're like wrong. So Maybe they're, they're part of rival teams too. Like one is the X-Men and one is like the Justice League. And they're like, Alter Eagles hate each other. Yes. Like right? a like a Darcy and <laughs> and Elizabeth Bennett. But then they're kind super. Of, I kind of like this. What was? Can we do Pride and Prejudice with superheroes? Can we do that? It is in the public domain. Yes, yes. it is. And I just learned about fair use. So, so we can totally do... Pride and Prejudice with superheroes. So it's a family of superheroes. The Do we set it in Regency England? Superheroed, superpowered people in Regency England. Why not? They did Pride and Prejudice and zombies. That's true. Which was I, that yeah. was my first experience with Pride and Prejudice. Wait, like ever? I yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, the the kung fu got a little weird. I liked how it like delineated between Chinese martial arts and Japanese martial arts. Even though they're all they practiced scored, by white people, they're, they're, that scored <laughs> points with you, yeah. Because they're saying how like all oh, most it's it's most people send their kids to Japan. their daughters to Japan to learn their martial arts, but our families the different. Bennett's went to China, China, which like if you think about it, Chinese martial arts is more danced than than practical, I guess, but it's more flashy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, sure. It did sure. score Region. points with me a little bit. So It was back when representation was very hard to come by. That so will take a delineation between China and Japan when it comes to martial arts as practiced by Lily James. Yeah, I'll hey, take it. No, I, I, I took it, gladly. <laughs> so it takes place in a world where superpowers are... A, maybe that's what the wealth is, right? Oh, like social class. Yeah. How good your powers are? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So everyone has some form of superpower. Um, and then, so why is Lizzie's fan, why is superhero Lizzie's family destitute? Or more, des- like more middle class? Maybe they, huh. Maybe their powers aren't as, maybe like there are different classes of superpowers and theirs are kind of like mid-tier. What's kind of, seen as mid-tier, but like they're Lizzie's probably smart enough to learn how to like utilize it in a way that's very right. So they don't have like beneficial. the super strength or the flight or yeah. like the kind of like the Superman powers. Yeah, they have more like the you know Jubilee Spark Spark powers. Kind of right, kind of the ones that like at first blush seem kind of useless or not as strong, but if you can use it well, yeah, you know. So how do we make this conceit work? <laughs> right? Can we set it in modern times? It's much easier if we don't have to do. Victor- Regency England social protocol and superhero. That's true. If it's modern times, but in a society where everyone's has some form of powers. That's true. And the people who don't have powers are like the lower class, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is it also becomes a story about like when people use their power for you know, like you know how like most superheroes use their power for for the better good. But you know, if people had powers, they would use it for bad shit, you know? They would I feel like you would just use it for normal shit. Like, oh I have telekinesis, like let me bring those chips over here. Right? Like you wouldn't necessarily be out and about 
risking their life. But if you had people with godlike powers, they would definitely be oppressing people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. This is supposed to be a comedy, Marvin. That's true. All right. I, Let, let's, let's rewind back to yeah, before you we went on this tangent not, of Pride and Prejudice. I do like this idea of two superheroes <laughs> who fall in love but don't know that each that each of them is actually a superhero. Right. So it's like dating's so already their, hard. Their secret identity... Don't like each other. No, their secret identities love each other, right? They're they're dating, they they hit it off, but their alter egos, their superhero, their superhero e- egos, yeah. don't like each other. Yeah, yeah. But then they, but it's so funny because this <laughs> idea of like dating is already so freaking hard, and like yeah. communicating with someone you've just met is already so hard, and then to do that with the extra layer of like, is he cheating on me, or like, why is he being so shady? And it's just like, <laughs> oh, he has to go save the world, right? Yeah, and I guess they would both have. Um, I mean, would it be more funny if their costumes were kind of shitty? And then kind of like Superman where it's like, how do you not know that that's Clark Kent, right? Um, I actually don't get recognized when I don't wear my glasses. So that does really? work. Oh. Yes. Maybe. Okay. So maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe his costume is dumb. Maybe she figures it out before he does. Uh-huh. Because of like, maybe she wears her hair up. Or she does something like kind of pretty minor, but to him, like, because he. Like, there's a quirk. Like, once you get into a relationship, you start realizing, like, the little habits that your partner does. And yeah. then, like, she was like, oh my God, like, like that, like, my boyfriend does that. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? And then, like, right. it goes in your head, like, all these, like, inc- just missed incidents. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably, like, the climax, right? So th- we're pretty much making Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but superheroes. At Which, this point, that's fine. I'm into. I love <laughs> yeah. the superhero. We can play with the superhero tropes right. and. What if? In, okay, so what if one of them is a supervillain? Yeah, I like that. I feel like that's that might have been made before, or but that's fine. We can do it. Mm, that's true. No, I like I like them being rival superheroes, just on rival teams. Maybe they're on rival teams. So one. One person probably is teammates with the Batman of the world, and one's teammates with the Superman of the world. Yeah. And this is not like the Super Friends Batman Superman. This is like the Zack Snyder Batman Superman where they hate each other for some reason. Oh, yeah. Right. Because they didn't have that talk where they realized both their mothers are named Martha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, like there's, there can also be great jokes in there about like it's, it's Catman or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's Catman and uh, Superb Man or something. Like, yeah, it could be fun. Yeah, and then at some point they realize their identities and then they work together. We're pretty much doing the Mr. and Mrs. Smith one where like their bosses turn on them somehow, right? Maybe their bosses are actually evil. Oh. And that's the twist. Like they've been conspiring to right. like you create said, crime to consolidate their own power in the city. Right. Because like, like we said, if people have superpowers, they'll probably use to oppress people at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not everyone's a superhero. Right. But I do like this idea of like maybe they realize their bosses are planning some mass attack on the city so yeah. that it'll strike fear and they'll have more power. They can consolidate their own power or something. Right. It'll be something like, um, I mean, would the powers be given through like some sort of accident or is it a mutation like X-Men? I think we should just jump into it and not necessarily... Think about the origin? Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or, or I think that can be a funny thing of, well, like, oh, like... Wait, how'd you like? I was bitten by a spider. I was bitten by a spider. How about you? Like, I fell into nuclear waste. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, wow, it's we're so different. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got. What was our first idea again? <laughs> it's been so long. 
Um, we have or fairy tale, we have fairy tale, golf club, um, druid, druid in modern setting. Yes, we have stalker, pop musical, suspense, suspense story, musical. and we have um, superhero Wrong love story. Com- yes, yeah. I feel like they're all pretty good. They're, they're all, all pretty really good. good. I'm fine with any of them, Marvin. Which one speaks to you more? Did we do a rom-com last time? No, we did a heist film, right? Mm, the last one we did was the... Um, Uncovered. Yeah, heist film. In, <laughs> the heist, in, the newest colony, colony heist, heist film. film. Yeah. Which I, was kind of a rom-com, too, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Everything's rom-com. <laughs> Everything should be a rom-com. It's up to you. I, I, I don't remember. I don't know your whole... Um, production history so i don't know if you need to diversify your story <laughs> type uh let's let's do the third one okay i feel like uh we're already on a roll yes. and i feel like there's there's more here yeah right? we can, let's let's break down some of these right like superhero movie I, tropes I feel, yeah i feel like it could be a a, a commentary on mm-hmm. the modern superhero story and on rom-coms mm-hmm. and on gender roles maybe yes somehow, you know? cool yeah so, I guess our heroes. Mm-hmm. What's their like superhero archetype? Do you think? Okay, so one is like the Supergirl, mm-hmm. right? And one is the Robin. So they're the number twos. Yeah, they're the number twos in the, for their respective superheroes. Right, and the superheroes yes. hate each other. Yes, because uh, one is the Superman, who's like the Boy Scout, who thinks everything needs to be like he's pretty much the cop. He's right. a good. He's like the above lawful. board. Yeah, yeah, lawful good. Like very by the book, clean and shiny. Yeah, I think the guy should be his number two. Okay. So what's what's the superheroes boss like shiny Superman esque hero's name? Mm. Glory man. <laughs> Justice. Just Justice. Captain Justice. Captain Justice. All right. <laughs> Captain Justice. Right. There's Captain Justice. And right. then his, his, and then our, our male romantic lead is his Robin. Yeah. So to speak. So he'd be, I don't know. Um, he'd be, um, what's something justice What's something like, something that if you hear it, you think you're a cop or you sound like a cop. Shield, badge. Justice Lad. <laughs> Justice. That's so terrible. Justice Junior. JJ for short. No. Samaritan. The Samaritan. Yeah. 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 I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> the Samaritan. So Captain Justice and the Samaritan. He's the Samaritan. <laughs> and then you have the darker brooding vigilante man. Like what's his... Yeah, he's um, so the Batman, like the Batman archetype, which is acts in the shadows, does what's necessary. Yeah, even like morally, maybe ambiguous. He's what you, he's the hero you need, but don't the, deserve. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like something something shadowy, right? Yeah, something I was thinking like, shadow, but there's already a shadow played by Alec Baldwin. Oh, does that count? Yeah. Night Shadow. Mm. Nightshade. 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 Because it's also poison. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that too cool? Should that be her name? Oh. Nightshade. Nightshade's her name. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the boss, the. mm, Let's see. (laughs) Captain Shadow. (laughs) Captain Shadow. Dark. 
Wing duck. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's a nocturnal animal? Owl, but that's watchman. Owl. Yeah. Um, possum. <laughs> possum man sounds actually that sounds very scary. Possums are extremely scary. Raccoon man. Raccoon. Um, no, that's South Park. <laughs> <laughs> He's the night watchman. The night watch. Night. Night watch. Night watch. Yeah. He's yeah. the night, watch night watcher. Night, night watcher. Night watcher. He's night, the watcher. night watcher. <laughs> that was a very. I like it. Night. Okay, so we have night watcher, nightshade, mm. Captain Justice, and the Samaritan. Yeah. Great. Right. So, the night watchman and Captain Justice are at odds because mm-hmm. they're they're not happy with how the other person is fighting crime on their turf in ways that they don't feel is the most effective. Yes. Um. Uh. I mean, they have the 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 they have the Batman Superman like um conflict where um Captain Justice thinks the Night Watchman uh, is operating outside the law and therefore is, is part of the problem as yeah. well. The Night Watcher. Yeah, the Night Watcher, and then the Night Watcher thinks Captain Justice has too much power. Yeah. Right. He's like, if he ever decides to become a tyrant, no one can stop him. Mm-hmm. Right. But secretly, Captain Justice is also consolidating his power politically by working within the system, mm-hmm. right? And, and biding his time to become, like, not only physically strong, but also politically strong. Yeah. Right? And the, the Night the Watcher, Watcher, whose alter ego is billionaire playboy, like, Dutch. He's Dutch? D- no, he's, um, yeah, Dutch Morrison. Yeah, sure, yes, Dutch Morrison, <laughs> yes. So what's a fancy, like surname thor uh, something with a Thornton, hyphen right thornton morrison so dart yeah so dutch darcy thornton no, no, his name is darcy morrison thurs Thort, thornton but you can call him dutch right then he goes by dutch <laughs> he is um he represents the capitalist side he's trying to clean up the streets but in order to gentrify and bring his, his developments to clean up the streets Marvin, this is a rom com. <laughs> Why are we getting Okay, okay, so but I'm setting up them as the actual villains of this story, mm-hmm. right? Because the the, the rom com is still between the the number twos who like meet each other, fall in love, and like decide to fight Their for res- true justice. Yes. Right. And I think that's the that's the title of this, this True uh, Justice. True Justice. Oh. So I think we should start off with a typical night in the city crime incident is happening right. and um they both both teams show up yeah. to fight it. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, it could be. It's probably like a, a robbery of some sort, mm-hmm. or um, oh, maybe okay. Higher stakes hostage situation. Right. It starts off with a family exiting a theater and walking into a dark alley. Lol. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then you think you know what's going to happen. You think it's the origin story, right? But really, that both teams come right and are able to stop the robbery slash future murder right. but then they start fighting each other, each other. because yeah. they're you know they're rivals yeah. and then the bad guy gets away yes right and then wait the bad guy gets away while they're arguing and then they blame each other for the yes. bad guy getting away yes right and then but they like they're like oh whatever and they they kind of both leave right and then you see them like calling it in for the night and then and then you cut to both uh, the Samaritan and, and and Nightshade waking up in the morning and getting ready for their like day job. Yes, right. Yes. Um, the Samaritan's name is um, Dirk Fontaine. Dirk, F- where are you coming up with these <laughs> names? 
Derek Fontaine, but Dirk for short. Derek. Okay, Derek. Let's just we don't need last names. <laughs> Derek and what's the girl's name? Um, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie and Derek. Right. So I think they both are. They're both commuting to work. They Do you think it's a Derek city. or think it's a Chase? I hate the name Chase, so he's a Derek. <laughs> Chase is douchey. Derek is also like the name of every hot Asian guy I've ever liked, so I'm just going to go with Derek. <laughs> right. In my head, he's Asian. Right, so right, right. They're all Asians. Yeah. So. Superheroes, the, well, the bosses are white. Says. Oh, glass ceiling in the superhero world. Yeah. Damn, Marvin. Okay, bamboo. I can't use that term because it's trademarked, but right. you know, the, the thing that grows in China, that, ce- <laughs> that pandas eat, that ceiling. <laughs> Okay. Right. So, so they um they're both getting ready for work. They get on they both get on the same train. They're commuting right. and then they lock eyes and they're like they're having some they're vibing. It's a moment, but then the train gets attacked. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, I should do something about this." So they both kind of have to go and save this runaway train. Right. They both do their quick change. Yeah. Do the runaway train and then they both like look at each other. They then they and after that thing is taken care of, they go back and they're like, "Oh, like, I'm damn, I miss that guy." But then they like bump into each other like at the station. Right. I think. I think during that attack, they also like fight each other because their their bosses hate each other, so they hate each other too. I don't think they should like necessarily. They should definitely be like rude and snippy to each other. Yeah. I don't think they should be like fighting each other. Cause maybe they team up. Team up, right? Because, or maybe they they work together to defeat the. I don't know, the, the train robber. Mm-hmm. Is it a train robber? Would it be a train robber? No, Would it's, it like, be... it's like a... Have you seen Powerless when it was on NBC? I did not. That's so, what was Tiny right? Yeah, it was really yeah. funny. It was like this idea that there is a world with super, a bunch of superheroes just messing up the daily lives of people. So mm-hmm. like they work for a company that makes all these products to counteract superhero <laughs> collateral damage or villain attacks. Right. So it's just kind of like a semi-regular thing, these like villain attacks. It's a minor villain. Um, and then... They they basically take care of him. They arrest him. It's fine, um, and then they both they're kind of rude to each other because right. of their professional history. Yeah, and then they get back on the subway, and then and they're both leaving. They like run into each other. No, no. How about they both go to work? So he works for the um, the newspaper, uh-huh. right? The um, the Times, uh-huh. and she works for the Millionaire, right? Because they they both know their their bosses. Alter ego, right? Uh-huh. So she works for the millionaire who owns the Times. Ooh. So she comes in for like an audit. Yeah. Right? Or like a... a like, like, yeah, he's just coming to visit the paper. Yeah. She's with him. She's like the personal assistant. Maybe no, maybe she comes in to manage layoffs for the <gasps> Ooh, paper. Oh, okay. Right? Because media company... Print journalism, print, yeah, like, man. It's you know, not doing great. So she's there to digitize. That's, okay. She's she's trunk pretty much, right? She's she's there to bring in analytics and turn everything more like we need clickbait, we need, you know, to make it more corporate. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe they just bought the paper. Uh-huh. And they end up working together. Do you think he asks her out or does she ask him out? Well, they gotta like start is this like unethical if like she's his boss? That's true. Oh. So maybe she is just the assist- she's like the assistant who's like doing the the administrative work. Yeah. Right. So her boss, Darcy. No, what's his name again? Dutch. Dutch is here to uh, to reorganize. And so Derek is, I guess, he's the administrative assistant of the editor-in-chief, who is Captain Justice. Mm-hmm. Who, what's his name? Chase. <laughs> Should be something folksy, right? Oh, like like 
dark chase uptown okay sure <laughs> yeah Naming thinks it's hard, Marvin. Mr. Uptown, um, <laughs> who is, because um, this is this is Clark Kent, but like further down in. He's the editor now. Yeah, he is now the editor in chief of the Times, mm-hmm. and his board just sold his his paper that he's worked so hard for his entire life to the millionaire. Okay, yes. Right, who they don't know their superhero alter egos neither. No, right? no, the the they don't the night the night family doesn't know the Justice family's <laughs> right like, real life identities i feel like it's it's so many things now. It, it's also now in infernal affairs a little bit it's a comedy comedy <laughs> keep it light keep it light yeah so so they they meet at the newspaper they start spending it's also very um the netflix comedy about the assistants yes planet or yeah. what was it um the setup yeah it was zoe deutsch and the other very I just know generic Lucy white Lewin, dude uh, and Oh, Marvin. <laughs> so kind of like that, yeah. yeah. But they're superheroes. Um, so they start falling. They start spending a lot of time together. They start falling in love. And then what, what's happening to their superhero counterparts? Maybe they're-, they're escalating their conflict, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they've decided they've had enough of the other person interfering with their idea of justice. Maybe they're not secret villains. They're just fanatical about their idea of justice yes. because they've they've been in the game for so long it's mm-hmm. all they know mm-hmm. right and maybe hmm, should we have them fall in love too maybe <laughs> maybe i like a good rom-com i love love so maybe like he maybe he does her like a solid and like saves because captain justice family is very black and white right? right and they're like there's right and there's wrong and then the knight family's like well, no, sometimes you have to do the dirty work that nobody else wants to do for the good. Like, you have to take it upon yourself to do that, right. to spare the other people. Like, kill one person to to save yeah. the rest so, of uh, uh, the five other people. So, so that, was part, that, was part of, um, that was part of Dutch's plan to buy the paper to control the means of information, mm-hmm. right? To, like, maybe he wants to fight against fake news, <laughs> right? So he thinks, if I control the means of production of news... I will make sure that it is 100%. Yeah, so, okay, so that's the misunderstanding between the two bosses, right? Chase thinks that Dutch Dutch wants to come and just control information, while Dutch really just wants to make sure that they they remain a free press, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just so many layers. (laughs) But I do think, so I think at one point, like in, as as part of the, the up, what do you call it? Escalation. Escalation. Um, while they're in their superhero identities, I think the Samaritan should show that, make some kind of moral decision to go a little bit in the gray area to save Nightshade. Mm-hmm. And that's when, and then, because I, I think at some point, I think at the end, they both need to come towards the middle right. and realize there are. Or to save uh, Stephanie, who's outside of her superhero identity, but in trouble, in danger. Oh, and she can't get into her yeah. superhero. And then and then that creates conflict between Samaritan and Captain Justice. Yeah. Right? And he thinks, because Captain Justice thinks that he is taking risks, or he, he has become reckless because of his dating Stephanie mm-hmm. as Derek. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But they don't know that she's actually Nightshade. Right. So. I mean, the superhero bosses are actually like the parents in the yeah. scenario. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I think Stephanie is a little shook, and she she probably goes to Derek's 
apart at this point they're like boyfriend girlfriend right <laughs> so she goes to Derek's apartment and she finds you know she has skills she like lets herself in and then she sees Derek coming back in his Samaritan costume and like that's when she finds out right he's actually the Samaritan she's shook she's <laughs> shook and she gets the fuck out of there right uh, he chases th- after her no I don't think he find- he realizes it's her oh. and then the next time they meet as the Samaritan <laughs> and Nightshade she knows it's him oh. and he doesn't so he's still being like you know so I think that'd be that's yeah, a good yeah. scene right that's, that's a good like, scene yeah, that's yeah. a good climax um, and then at a certain point there's the big Okay, and at a certain point, they realize that Chase slash Captain Justice is really underneath all these machinations of he has this big plan to right to stage like, some kind of attack on the city. Right, he he does the whole Ozymandias thing from yeah from Watchmen. I think he wants to... to frame Dutch though. Oh yeah, I think he wants to frame Dutch so he can finally just get rid of Dutch or the Night Watcher. And frame him for this attack so that he can get rid of his competition and then the city will be so grateful he can instill martial law, essentially. <laughs> right? Like Right. I thought we weren't going that dark. <laughs> it's still a comedy. It's still it's I mean, as long as the good guys win at the end. I guess. I because th- I I mean, I thought we were going towards both of them being redeemable and then them them fighting as like joining forces at the end maybe oh so dutch also has to be a bad guy May, no i think well i think originally we were talking about them both being secret bad guys uh but now i'm thinking them both just being like misguided good guys you know well all bad guys are misguided right. good guys <laughs> they don't think they're being bad um but letting their rivalry get the better of them yeah right but then at the end like they kind of like the meet the parents where uh-huh. they they end up reconciling with each other because uh-huh. they find out both their mother's name is Mary or something. <laughs> I think that should be the plot point. Like they're fighting, <laughs> they're like, like oh you you also no it should be something really stupid like, like you same. you also love Joe's pizza on fiftieth and maybe right maybe they oh find God, out that's also my favorite pizza. <laughs> Yeah, something like so. I think the escalation should be they're they're getting more and more like convinced that the other person is the real problem in the city. I think that's yeah. Mm. Are trying to destroy each other or like trying to like set up the other one? Yeah, I think that that'd be the best foil for uh, Captain Justice, right? It's like he needs he wants the Night Watchman to be gone because he thinks he's enabling crime, mm-hmm. and he 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 resorts to setting him up, even though it's against his. Like he becomes so convinced that like he's willing to break his rule. Okay, but how do we rec- how do we how do we uh, bring back the love story? Right, 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 right. So the Samaritan doesn't know right now. The Samaritan doesn't know the real identity of the night of Nightshade. Nightshade right. knows his real identity, and she's not taking the news well. What would it like? It's like a superhero stress eating breakup montage, like or like a like what. Yeah, maybe the next time they meet for their real life date, she she, she breaks like, up with breaks him. up with him. Yeah, and then if you and then <laughs> just like I'm trying to think of like what a superhero would do and like like just start punching like a wall. <laughs> yeah, like punching walls, fighting crime harder. Yeah, um, eating ice cream, maybe like peppered in with like now their work relationship is tense, right? Because yeah. of the because of the of the bitterness between them. So now we're we're at the breakup portion of the rom com, where the the parent figures come and gives them a heart to heart, right? 
Yes. And then they... I just... How do we get back them back together? It should be an external force, right? Like some kind of... It's a superhero movie. It should be the big bad. I think Dutch talks to Stephanie and kind of just says, you know, sometimes you have to go for... You gotta, you know, some sort of like sappy, cheesy, like you gotta follow your gut. And then so she invites him over and then shows him, reveals oh. her secret identity oh, to damn. him. Right? Oh, damn. Love it. And then, she, and then he goes, Burr. <laughs> and then, and then they kiss. Yay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Right. And then, and then, okay. So during this time, he knows that Captain Justice is planning something to get rid of the Night Watcher once and for all. And he realizes that he, Stephanie's in danger too yeah. to go down with him. Right. So does he blab and do they try to stop him? Maybe. During this point, I think he has his eyes open, right, to like the other side and like what they're fighting for. And that they're two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. and realizes that they need each other, mm-hmm. right? They're they're both after the same thing, and so yeah. So it, then it becomes a race to stop Captain Justice from doing something terrible that he'll never come back from, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so he, yeah. So they all race, they stop him, and then they find this common ground, truce kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. So so like the climax would be. So this would be the end of the rom-com section and the beginning of the superhero final battle section, yes. right? <laughs> Where maybe he like, like the way that they gets through to him is the Night Watchman has a heart-to-heart as they're fighting each other, right? He has a heart-to-heart. It's like, you're becoming like me, but worse or something. <gasps> oh. Or like, I'm making him realize that like, if he, does, he, if he goes through with this, there's no coming back. Yeah. Right. And, and we the need world's, both. You need yeah. checks and balances. Yeah. <laughs> and then they realize that they like they need each other. Yeah. As as like hero bros. And then they realize they're stronger together and yeah. they start working together. They they consolidate layers. Yeah. So it's not just like a couple moving in, it's like <laughs> their boss like and it's just like, do we want to keep this coffee table or this coffee table? And then I think the the last note should be this is the start of their adventures, right? This <laughs> yeah. is the start of their DC like expanded universe. So, so, so the Samuel L. Jackson characters comes up. It's like, have you heard about this person? <laughs> and it's like, duh. And it's like a new. And yeah. then the sequel be a love triangle between <laughs> right. And then, and then in, in like their real life, it becomes like it becomes clear that um, Dutch, who is I guess Jeff Bezos in this world, I guess, <laughs> just wants like he his he has noble intentions of buying the paper and not like insidious ones right does jeff bezos have noble intentions of buying in this the world Washington i mean Post? dutch dutch morrison thornton the third does okay okay um, i like this i like this <laughs> yeah. this works so this movie is called true justice it's called true justice okay into it yeah so warner brothers get on this <laughs> yay true justice i think i mean like all superhero movies it's kind of convoluted, but I think it all makes sense, right? We'll, be, we'll have great special effects. Everyone will have like cool costumes. Yeah. Great. And in the end, it's a story about love mm-hmm. and understanding. And compromise. Yeah. Compromise. <laughs> well, Jess, I think we did it again. Good job, Marvin. Good job, Jess. And thank you to everyone who's listening to 
Verse Creatives、um, that has been our podcast. And if you enjoyed listening to us create true justice, check out our other great episodes. And if you have ideas of your own to send to us,、um, please go to our story submission page at bit.ly/pitchfc to send us your idea and maybe even get that idea on the show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Google, Apple, Radio Public, or wherever you find your podcasts.、Um, follow us on Twitter at FreshXCreatives. This podcast is a part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts、uh, featuring great shows such as the Collabcast, Books and Boba,、uh, Saturday School, First of All, and more. You can learn more about the collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com.、Uh, special thanks also to Visual Communications. This podcast was recorded at the Potluck Podcast Studios, located within the Visual Communications offices.、Uh, Visual Communications is the amazing organization behind the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, which is happening in LA in about a month from May second to May tenth. You can learn more about their festival and their programs by going to the website vcmedia.org. The theme song for Fresh Creatives is "Invisible World" by Paul Date.、Uh, thanks to him for letting us use his song. And on that note, thanks again for joining me, Jess. Thanks for having me, Marvin. All right, and we'll see you next time on Fresh Creatives. Hey, I'm Phil Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to DC and beyond.、Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation. The good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts, or at theycallsbruce dot com. Peace, peace.